In the beginning was the word. See, you think uh, religion is for suckers and easy marks and mollycoddles, huh? It's just you think Jesus is some kind of a sissy, eh? Jesus had guts. Hi, and welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Today we're speaking with Stuart Robertson, author, speaker, and pastor. Uh, Stuart's well known for writing a book named Mosques and Miracles. I'm catching up with him here today at the Cross and the Crescent Conference, organised by Pastor Ben Gray. Stuart's well known as pastor of one of the largest Baptist churches in Australia, Crossway Baptist, uh, and uh, recently he's hand over the reins and really travelling the nation, sharing the good news of Jesus Christ, and in particular, how to reach out to Muslims and understanding the differences between uh, Islam and Christianity. It's great to have you on the show today, Stuart. Do you want to tell us a little bit about your ministry? Well, uh, it was four years ago that we transitioned uh, my senior leadership to my successor, and the same thing has now been done right across the pastoral team and across the relevant governing bodies of the church. That's the church board, the finance committee, the property board. So it's all securely transitioned down to the next generation, which is great. And uh, the, the church asked me to stay on there to remain on their board to uh, be a mentor to the new senior pastor, etc., because I'm... Uh, in a sense, I'm the only pastor they've ever known. I was a senior pastor there for 25 years. And uh, they have released me uh, to travel the world, uh, to write books, uh, to occasionally preach back there in Crossway. And uh, that's what my life is about today. So still connected with Crossway, but relieved of all of the day-to-day management issues, which is a wonderful state to be in. Now I've heard you share a little bit at the uh, Cross and the Crescent Conference and as we mentioned the book Mosques and Miracles is a a well-known book uh, to do with the difference between Christianity and Islam etc. Do you want to just uh, just share with us a little bit what what are you sharing at the conference here? Um, at the conference, of course, I'm only one of the speakers. There are a number of other speakers. My wife, she speaks on issues of women in Islam. And then uh, Dr. Mark Dury, he speaks on theological aspects of Islam uh, as compared with Christianity. Uh, my role in this particular conference is to have a more practical input, not just to profile what's happening around the world, what Islam is doing and so forth, but the practice of how we relate to Muslims, how we... Uh, can uh, intelligently, meaningfully and successfully witness to Muslims and uh, see them coming to faith in Jesus Christ. Now, I understand that um, one thing you've been sharing is the number of things that Muslims would be offended by if they just attended the average church service. Do you want to just share a bit about that? Sure. In ministry in which my uh, wife and I were involved in for many years in another nation in South Asia, uh, where there had been missionary activity there for a couple of hundred years, but virtually no uh, people, no Muslims becoming Christians, that intrigued me. And uh, we talked and prayed about that quite a lot because it's quite clear from the scriptures that um, God loves these people. He loves the whole world. He doesn't mean to exclude Muslims. The Bible says he is not willing that any should perish, so he clearly desires them to come into his kingdom and to have a knowledge of Jesus. And we came to understand that the major difference where the blockages were were matters of culture and that uh, we each, of course, carry culture with us. And so uh, we, in that 
instance, we changed our own culture and what we were as foreigners in that country to become more like them and and repackaged, in a sense, the message so they could understand it in terms of their worldview. Uh, back here in Australia, yes, we have Muslims coming into our country. We welcome that and we relate to them, but on their cultural terms. The problem that uh, Muslims have is well exemplified by a young man who uh, came into our church. He came because three times Jesus had graphically appeared to him in a vision. And he understood that by the third occasion, if he did not obey what Jesus was asking him to do, he would be in serious trouble. So very nervously, he came along to our church. I saw him and uh, because I recognized the problems he would face, I took him to one side and and spent quite some months with him. The years have now gone by, and this young man, and, and recently I asked him, tell me, what was it like when you first came into our church? He said, well, firstly, I would never be there because a Muslim would not go to a Christian act of worship. Uh, we just wouldn't do that. But when I came in, I was so nervous, I was frightened, and then I was shocked because I saw men and women sitting together in the one building in the auditorium. Keep in mind, this young man has grown up in our nation. He spent his whole life here, but he's still shocked and very unsettled by seeing men and women in proximity. And of course, some of them were touching. He was uh, mortified to see the women there were so immodestly dressed. By that, he meant that their hair was uncovered, their hair was unplaited, uh, their shoulders were bare in some cases. In other cases, the women who, from our normal perspective, Perspective were modestly dressed, like having a, a skirt down slightly below your knees, but anything above the ankle is um, is not permissible in Islamic dress codes. So there was a huge problem there. He he looked around and he saw there were musical instruments on the platform. Well, you only have musical instruments at social functions. Never should that be associated with worship. Uh, the people, uh, as he looked around, he saw, yes, they had their holy book called the Bible, but they weren't honoring the Bible. It wasn't held above the waist. It was sitting on the seat beside them. Some of them even had their Bibles on the floor. And then when the preacher got up in a burst of enthusiasm, he folded the cover of the Bible back and, and making his pointer, he's stabbing his finger in the air and also hitting the Bible. This is grossly offensive. And of course, the list went on and on. The final thing which totally confused him was these people they got up to sing and when they sang some of them put their hands up he concluded they were trying to change the light bulbs but they couldn't reach the light bulbs what a stupid lot of people we have here so there's a whole mass of cultural miscommunications which are repulsive to someone from a conservative muslim background and those things have to be dealt with to get the culture out of the way to the point where the message can be understood in their terms. We certainly got a lot to think about if we uh, do want to uh, reach out to uh, to Muslims. I heard of one church that uh, did a letterbox drop in an area that had a lot of Muslims and they had a halal barbecue and they put on a soccer game to connect with the local Muslim community. Uh, do you think us Aussie Christians should do more Outreaches like that, kind of meeting them on their terms and on their ground to build a relationship? Well, certainly we need to meet them on their 
cultural terms. I'm not suggesting we change our beliefs or our theology, but I don't know that a mass letterbox thing like that would be very profitable. Surveys done around the world show that the major ways in which Muslims are coming to Christ, and there are more Muslims now accepting the Lord than at any other time in history, uh, uh, as far as we're aware. But the, the first factor... Uh, the, the top reason for them coming to Christ is a relationship with a caring, compassionate Christian believer. So it's the establishment of a relationship. We shouldn't be surprised at that because most of us found the Lord in exactly the same way. We were influenced by some caring Christian who probably loved us and helped us and so forth. And, and so a relationship was built. The second thing is that attracts Muslims is the power of Christian prayer. The third is uh, the Bible itself, and the fourth uh, is dreams and visions. And then there are several other factors, but they're the top four. But number one is that personal one-on-one relationship. Now, I'm curious uh, about the title of your book, uh, Mosques and Miracles. Are there any miracles, uh, you know, to do with uh, you know Muslims converting, or you know, any miracles? I, I know a lot of, uh, I hear a lot of stories of Muslims having visions of Jesus and uh, having dramatic encounters with the Lord and and converting through that. Uh, is there any miracle stories you'd like to share with us? Uh, you know, that kind of you know were a part of your book. Uh, well, I, I can't remember what I put in that book now because I, I I think that came was first published about two thousand and three, and of course I keep a running account. But in general, uh, many. Many, many Muslims do come to the Lord through a, a power encounter, and that can be a matter of deliverance a de- from a demon oppression. It can be a matter of healing. That's physical healing. It can be a matter of, uh, as you just mentioned a moment ago, through visions where they, they see the Lord. Uh, keep in mind, as I said, though, that is the fourth Communist way, but uh, there's there's just so many miracle stories of of healing and deliverance and encounter, and that it's it's all over the place. And tell us about uh, in in an Australian context. Um, you know, we know that there are many Muslims moving to Australia, and you know we're a blessed country. Why wouldn't they want to be here? Um, uh, how how do we integrate? Um, Muslims into our churches uh, how do we outreach I know the church I'm a part of uh, over the road there is a large Saudi Arabian population and you see them in in uh, either hijabs or burqas and 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 I drive past and I think how how would I connect with them what what's some advice you would give to a little Aussie church that wants to try and reach out to Muslims over the road well I guess the first thing to understand is that uh, contrary to the government's uh, hopes of multiculturalism most Muslims are taught not to assimilate into the host culture of the country the non-Muslim culture of the, that country to which they go so they they have a, um, what shall I call it, a, a, a territoriality theology. They cluster together in groups and they expand the territory. This is expanding uh, the country of Islam, Darul Islam, where Muslims live. So they are not inclined to assimilate uh, Similarly, from our perspective, I don't think you can start off by from the terms of trying to assimilate Muslim people into your church. You really have to go out. My experience is you go out and you leave behind your church and its culture and you go out there to where they are. And uh, there are particular ways in which we meet with them and discuss and pray and worship and all that sort of stuff. 
even when they they become believers in Jesus, it takes about three years from my observation before they mature to the point where they could go into your local church without being shocked out of their brain. Uh, we might call that theologically the process of sanctification. But the the best thing is to ask the Lord to give you a relationship with one Muslim somewhere, man to man, woman to woman, never cross over those sexual barriers. And, and the Lord will do that. He, he precedes us and sets these things up supernaturally. Um, in Luke 10 and in Matthew 10, we have the illustration there of Jesus sending out his disciples on their first ministry assignment. He knew that mostly they would be rejected by those to whom they go. And so he says, now, as you go, you look for uh, the man of peace or the household of peace that's going to accept you into their presence. You go into that place and you stay there and you teach and you minister there. And so spiritually, that's exactly what we do in looking at whatever the the suburb, the street, the society is. uh, What I've always done is just ask, Lord, where is the next one you have for me to meet? And it is amazing the way the Lord sets up the appointments. And, And when I start to meet with that person, already the Holy Spirit's preceded me. The heart and the mind is open. And here is another searcher ready to walk into the kingdom of God in particular ways. Of course, the, the way you approach that's somewhat different from the way you'd approach your average Aussie. Well, it's wonderful to uh, connect with you today, Stuart. And uh, if people want to find out more about uh, the books you've written or the ministry you're a part of, is there a, a website that's a good place for them to go to? Well, I guess you'd go to uh, Ben Gray's website. Uh, uh, what is it? City Harvest International, CHI. Ben is my publisher. Uh, Kurong, of course, uh, the Christian bookshops carry these books if they don't have them you ask for them and now they're all coming of becoming available on websites and uh, the electronic versions iBooks, all that sort of kindles all that sort of stuff most and miracles is just one uh, there are about eight other books that i've written and uh, i think three of them defying death is another one on uh, islam and then there's a small one challenge of islam that's a quick read uh, yes, and then there are several other books. Well, Stuart Robinson, thanks for joining us. I reckon you're a history maker. God bless. Thank you. Bye now. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. If you'd like to hear this interview again, just go to historymakersradio.com. There you can download interviews, subscribe to the podcast, make a donation, find out about our YouTube channel, and maybe connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Just go to historymakersradio.com for more. You know, the vision of History Makers is to share the good news of Jesus Christ through conversation to the nations of the world. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm Matt Prater. Why don't you go and make history? History Makers.